This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese burger, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, ducks fly together. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone, that's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. There's really only one way to start the episode after episode six, entitled Spirit of the Ducks. We have our instant analysis. This episode is sponsored, sponsored by N64 Rescue, who has been a Quacklight since 2018. If you ever ever had an N64 growing up, you need to check out the N64 Rescue Instagram page. They make custom Nintendo 64s. They have a Mighty Ducks one in production. The concept art looks pretty awesome. That's on the Instagram page. So you can check out the mock-up there and, and other custom N64s, like their Green Ranger N64, signed by the Green Power Ranger, which is pretty cool. N64 Rescue on Instagram. Again, that's the letter N, the number six, number four, Rescue on Instagram. Let's move on to the instant analysis. Spirit of the Ducks, the cameos came. Just your opening thoughts here, Kevin. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was a lot. It felt like a lot to try to cram into an episode. Um, it was... I mean, it was great to see all the ducks. It was chock full of Easter eggs. Um, uh, I thought it was, I, I mean, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a very fun episode. Um, I do wish they had, had more time to explore more, um, but I, I, I kind of watched it through the view of knowing the difficulties, like having, you know, during COVID and filming and how, how much of a time crunch this must have been. Um, but I mean, it was a lot of fun for a Ducks fan. Like, I mean, it's, like if, if you're a fan of the old ducks, like you, you would have loved this episode just because like, it, I love the way they started it off with the broken windshield. Uh, Cause it, like you knew it, like you knew that's when it was kicking off. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to see all, all, all the old ducks. And um, I, I, I liked it cause it, it, we had in our, uh, in our mid season review, we talked about a lot of our predictions and a lot of them started to come true on this yeah. one. Um, so uh, I thought that was good. Yeah. Quick note on those midseason predictions because we did hit a lot of them. It's been mentioned that there is somebody who throws up in episode one. The kid next to Evan on the bench is actually Ooh. hurling. You don't actually see the vomit, but that's that is a win for us. I, I'll have to go back and uh, find the clip, but multiple people have pointed that out to us. So uh, good for us. But Tommy, your thoughts here on episode six? Yeah, I was actually rewatching uh, episode one last night, and I was like, oh, that kid just threw up. Um, but you know, again, you don't see it. But uh, I would like to point out that was my prediction. So uh, yes, points for Tommy. All credit to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this episode was just um, a lot of fun. It's it's hard not to just have a smile on your face the entire time, and you're really like suspending your your belief in this. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of times with these, you can be like, wait, like Fulton's doing construction. Why didn't he in Bombay like grab a beer ever before? You know, yeah. you know, you really kind of suspend your belief because I do think that the plot really grows as the episode does. Um, you know, they kind of, they get through like the, you know, corny introductions or whatever, you know, Averman's one-liners and everything like that. And, and, you know, some nice serious topics. Um, and I know we'll get into it later, like their, their pizza dinner, but it's just a, a really, really good episode. Um, and not only just because of the, um, the return of the original ducks, but the uh, continuing conflict. I actually thought that the beginning of the episode with um, Coach T and Evan was just super strong. And uh, again, really, really strong performance by uh, Dylan Playfair as Coach T in our last fantastic. episode. We talk about like who's kind of the MVP for the secondary and, and Kevin mentioned Coach T. I think he's got to be the secondary MVP, especially after this episode. I, I'd forgotten how good he was. And, uh, and one thing that Dylan mentioned to us before we anyone saw the series is like his varying lengths of hair and you really see that his hair is very long in this episode and especially because i watched the pilot again last night it's not nearly as long um but really really great start to the episode and, and what i think is my favorite episode so far yeah a lot of good points my first note is that is the best acting we got from coach t in, in that first sort of scene there so i thought overall a lot of strong performances. You had Coach T. I thought Evan was really good. I thought Alex was really good. Bombay went through a gamut of emotions, and I thought uh, really uh, Emilio did a really good job there. So I thought the acting was really good from our main people there. Uh, yeah, it was fun. As Kevin mentioned, the Easter eggs, whether it's you know the window being broken or driving the limo on the ice and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, we... Had the, the pizza scene, obviously, with the Ducks and Bombay and uh, was a little bit rushed, I think. But I guess that's that's sort of the deal Kevin talked about where it was, you know, it was hard to uh, get everything in place when you had COVID and whatnot. But uh, really, three, I guess, arcs going on here. You had Bombay and the old Ducks kind of mixed with the ducks gala and then you had stephanie and alex and then you obviously had evan going back to the old ducks so let's start with evan just because that's the first thing we sort of see uh how did we feel about him secretly going to practice there and i guess i don't know how he got there or what he did but he made it secretly to the ducks practice practice with an opposing team and i was like hmm interesting strategy there Evan so so first off you really amazing recruiting job by coach T yeah um, that, that was so good it was just really class there um and he, he had that great one-liner about like dating a lot of single moms and you could tell he probably does very well for himself very convincing very charismatic but that's for another uh, discussion um <laughs> and so I think it really worked um I think it is definitely like a bit of a betrayal, but I mean, you really understand everything, especially after like his new team, they don't seem to give a shit about like doing better than just one win where Evan basically did everything. Um, and so it, it doesn't look like he's just being like a total tool as it might've like come off like earlier or something like that. So um I, I, th I thought it was good, not only for the story, but I think it made sense for Evan's character where he is. 
I'll agree with Pommy's point that uh, uh, I thought it was, I thought they did a good job setting that up in that scene before where they're watching the film uh, and they're all just kind of like resting on their laurels. So, uh, and that kind of like, you know, pushes Evan over the edge. Like, cause he was, he, I, I don't think he would have done that had that scene not happened. Like, I don't think he would have gone to the practice, but then he saw that and he was like, ah, shit, maybe I should take this more seriously. Um, so I, I thought that was a good job, like from a story perspective to kind of set that up. Um, I thought the, the the practice was good. Uh, and I mean, you could see everything that was coming. Uh, like when she has her phone out on yeah. the ice, like what the hell is happening? Um, but uh, like you could see, you could tell, you knew what was going to happen at the end of the episode. Like you knew that they were going to find out, like there was no way they, they weren't going to find out. They all go to the same school. Like they're not going to, you know, but I, I thought that was good. I it, And the, the recruiting job was amazing. Coach T was hilarious in that scene. I, I just loved how he kept like flip-flopping, you know, he was like, I didn't, I didn't stun you. I, I challenged you. Yeah. And you passed. You <laughs> like, that was good. Uh, Coach C, just A plus all around uh, for that, for that scene. Um, but I, I think that the, like the, the, the conflicts within Evan was really good too, though. Yeah. That is a good point about him. He's been set up since the beginning, obviously, as, as sort of caring more than even his mom or anybody like that. Like he cares, he wants to be on the ducks. So uh, to have that scene where they're watching the video and Nick's like, if you want nine more wins, watch this video nine times again, uh, was good. Yeah, a lot of great lines from Coach T. The I know the hardships of being a single mom. I've dated plenty of them was really good. As Tommy mentioned, I liked his pause there. He's like, I know the hardships of being a single mom. I've dated plenty of them. So uh, that was good. Yeah, incredible recruiting. I don't know how this league works where you can practice with the other team. You can uh, possibly join the other team. But uh, Coach T having having the backup list where, you know, Parker goes out with the leg injury and he knows Evan's there. So great job from Coach I, T. I, I also really liked uh, just, just like the – general sliminess of him like how he was like I, I don't know you can like see that happening a lot in like you know like a college recruits living room or something like it was just funny like you can tell how like seedy of a character he is yeah so obviously Evan goes to the practice which we talked about he's got the or uh Ruby the girl films him and he seems to be killing it at this practice and I did like where he goes Alex eventually figures out and, and she's fine. Like, you know what? Make this decision on your own. I thought that was a good, uh, mm-hmm. you know, heartwarming moment there. And then to, obviously to me, that was like the best moment from Alex that we've seen is like, you need to make yeah, your own good. decision and I will support you no matter what, which is great. Um, and, you know, of course she's like, Oh, he made the right decision later, which is also good, but you got to think like, Hey, make your decision live with it. It's part of life. And, you know, it also kind of shows the contrast with Bombay where he gives that like terrible advice, like only look out for yourself. And, but Evan like takes all the factors and, and makes his right decision. But yeah, again, just want to, I know I've, I've harped on some of Lauren Graham's performance there, but she was really good in this episode. And I really liked that, uh, that scene where she kind of makes Evan make the choice. Yeah. That was yeah, a good one. It comes full circle. It, it comes full circle too. Cause like, and I, I think it was episode two or episode one whenever Bombay tells Evan, he's like, your mom does everything for you. She, she set up the team. She got, you know, got all this together. He's like, you got to do it yourself. And it kind of like brings Alex that kind of full circle. I thought that was really a really good kind of like character arc for her. 
There you go. Kevin's paying attention. I like this. Yeah, man. I like this. Yeah, I did fire. like it at the end there where um, you know, he makes the right decision and Alex sort of celebrates at the gala was a good uh moment to wrap it all up I, there. I, I also I also liked the 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 interaction in the scene where she tells Alex to make his own decision uh whenever she's like, I love you, and he's like, I don't care. She's like, Yes, you do. I thought that was a funny, funny little moment between them. Yeah. All right, let's uh we'll get to the ending at the end of the episode. Let's move on here to uh Gordon and the old ducks. Just what do we make of the opening there where he runs into Fulton and we talked about the broken window, obviously a callback, but uh the just the interaction between Fulton and how it sort of played out to where he met all the other ducks. I, the him meeting Fulton was had to be one of the most incredibly serendipitous moments uh in tv history um but i, I love it i thought it was great uh, as i mentioned before it, it's like you could just like feel it kicking off the episode um because i mean we all knew what was coming i it would have been nice to have not known what was coming um but uh you know we were all expecting this episode um damn media um yeah. but uh <laughs> uh but I, I thought it was great i mean i thought Fulton, I, I, I agree with Tommy's point, Fulton being a construction worker and then having never interacted before, uh, living in the same city and everything is a little weird. But uh, I guess they kind of explain that a little bit later where it's like he just kind of went dark. Um, but I love the interaction of how he first met Fulton. It, it was cheesy, but, I, you know, I loved it. Great interaction, you know, really does kind of like, it gets us from point A to point B very quickly. Like, hey, there's the Spirit of the Ducks Gala. Surely you were invited. But again, there's nice callbacks. So like right there in the moment, you're, you know, you maybe roll your eyes a little bit. And again, like Kevin said, gosh, we wish we didn't know that Fulton was back or anything. And um, it'll be interesting to hear from people who maybe hadn't um, hadn't known or, you know, especially in a few years or, or for for like kids who like watched the original trilogy before watching Mighty Ducks to see what their reaction was. Um, but I like the intro, like perfect callback to, um, to how, you know, he and Fulton very first met and setting them up at the, the pizza joint. And, um, you know, again, it does suck. You're just like, who's there, who isn't there. Um, but fast forwarding a little bit, um, and I know we'll get into it, but the, the, the mention of Charlie, yeah. just so jarring. And it's like, okay, are we going to see Charlie later in this season now? Or d does it kind of set it up for why we aren't going to see him? And maybe there is going to be that cliffhanger where Bombay gets a phone call or something. He's like, hey, Charlie, and then it ends. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about Charlie now because th that was a big thing. I will mention just real quick with Fulton. Like, I definitely got goosebumps when they hugged. But if I didn't know what was happening and the window broke, I think I would have just lost my mind. But with Charlie, yeah, I've been thinking this whole time like it wasn't going to happen, but then they mentioned him, and mm -hmm. now I think he's playing a factor in, in episode 10. I think it's all leading up to some sort of interaction between Charlie. Uh, they sort of explain, you know, that's why Charlie didn't come. Like, him and Bombay are on the outs. So I think we're all setting up for a big something with Charlie in episode 10. Kevin? What do you think? I no, I totally agree. I, I don't think they would have mentioned Charlie if there wasn't something to come. Um, I aside from the fact that it, it's kind of weird if they didn't mention Charlie, just because like he, you know, he was so central. But I, 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 I lean towards more that they're going to include him somehow. I'm just curious to see if it's like a more like 
uh, organic storyline thing, like he moves back to Minneapolis and his son starts playing for the Ducks or something, or or if it's just like straight up him in Bombay, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'm curious to see if something like that happens, but I do definitely think we'll get whether it's on screen or not. I do think we get like Tommy said, like some kind of cliffhanger like that, like where it's a phone call or you know you see it, you see somebody in the distance, and it's like, oh, is that Charlie? Like, I think we'll get something. Yeah, yeah. But what did we just make of these ducks here? Which one was sort of your favorite as they played out? And uh, what did you make of just how they ended up and their jobs and all that? So really tough. I think first off, I think I was upset that we didn't get more more Kenny Wu until the final scene. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, I thought that Banks... Um, kind of start to finish being a public defender and his speech at the gala, they were, they were great. Um, call <laughs> some the cake gold. eater. Yeah. Um, Guy and Connie, we finally got the, you know, yes, they're together. Cause I remember seeing them, I'm like looking for wedding rings and they mentioned they've got three kids. One of them named Gordon, assumedly, mm-hmm. and surely didn't name him Bombay. Um, and uh, I'm wondering now, like, are we going to get to see them kiss? Like would they can be back Ooh. in episode 10? Cause like, did we ever get that in the original trilogy? Ooh, that's that's a good point. I know, I hadn't thought about that. Did they kiss in D3? I'm still trying to remember. No, that's the whole Kevin's whole thing that Connie was icing Guy out. And, you know, Guy cared a lot more than Connie did. But obviously they ended up together. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely on the list to uh, one, um, candidates. One other item. I think Guy has aged very well. And so, well, he- so I, Guy was the one where, and like we, we had, we talked to, uh, I, his name's going to fade me, but Kenny Wu before. Yeah, um, so Justin like we, we at least saw, yeah, Justin Wong. So uh, uh, we saw what he looked like whenever we were like going through that process. So it was, it was less shocking to like see him now. Um, but like Guy, I almost didn't even recognize. I was like, I kind of, I'd kind of forgotten who all was going to be in the episode. And I was like, who is that? Um, and then obviously it comes together really quickly, but yeah, I, I feel like he looks the least like he did when he was a kid. And I, I don't know, his, his hair's like really curly now. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, I liked them looking at the photo and I'm like, oh my God, he looked like so little in the original one. And now, you know, <laughs> he's like a handsome yeah. looking guy and like great hair and he's got like multiple rings. So he, you can tell he's got his personality still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with Tommy though. Uh, I think Adam was my favorite uh, just because of like how he completely turned a 180 from who he was. And, and then we the, just nailed it home with the speech. Um, uh, he was probably, I did like Averman bringing back like all of his old silly, like, uh, Hey, better about us, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then, and then Bombay getting annoyed by it. I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were all solid, but I'd probably put Banks as my favorite of the, of the cameos of the, of the, uh, returns nice yeah i liked ken Wu. i thought ken Wu had some great moments with the uh, the breadsticks and the fighting and then obviously at the end uh yeah i thought he uh made the most of his screen time a little unclear why they have pictures of these guys up uh at the bar at twin city slice and also like why all the don't bothers just immediately know who they are well uh, i guess they've they've been to this place i assume this was the same pizza place that evan and sophie were at and oh. so they've seen it just like at it's your like local a, it's like heroes. a ducks it's a ducks uh 
pizza place. And, and it's like when you, when you go to your your local haunts or whatever, there's pictures yeah. of like the high school football team, things like that. It's like, oh, proud sponsor of, you know, the, you know, whoever, North Dallas fighting Bulldogs, et cetera. There's a picture of Tommy coming runner up in the local chess tournament. <laughs> <laughs> just devastated. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wish they would take that photo down. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I did enjoy Banks as well, his little cake eaters thing and then the speech. I was a little disappointed Fulton was a construction worker. I thought, mm-hmm. I think we had him pegged as like a teacher or something affecting the youth, but were you disappointed? Were you, I guess he's very physical, but how, what do we make of Fulton just being the construction worker there and uh, kind of, I guess, leading these ducks uh, and bringing Gordon back into the fold here? Well, we've always said that Fulton is captain's material. Um, leadership, he's got there. You can imagine he, and also you look, oh, he's working construction, but I bet you he is um, probably like the foreman or he's got a high up job, but he's in there doing the dirty work because he wants to lead by example. And so uh, based on all of our talks about Fulton, I think this really uh, meshes well with this character. I. I'd love to talk to Brill and ask him if that was just like strictly out of necessity. Like they couldn't come up with anything else, like for something to break a window. Mm-hmm. And like that, we were like, oh, I was just making him a construction worker. Um, he threw uh, his pen yeah. from his mortgage lender <laughs> yeah. job and it was yeah, so hard that he threw I, it. It's... I don't really know else, know what else they could have really done for that. Um, but I, I would just love to get Brill's take on that. But um yeah, I, I think it would have been nice to see him in something else. But, I mean, you know, it works. All right. Yeah, anything else on these ducks here before we move to Alex and Stephanie and then kind of it all coming together at the gala and the ending there? Mm, I Just, again, reiterating, I wish we'd had more time with them. Um, I wish we had gotten to see, like, more organic stuff happen with it. it everything with them seemed so, like, choreograph like they're gonna do the dinner then they're gonna do the thing like none of it was like just part of a storyline uh, which i think would have been nice to have but again we get why it was so difficult to make that happen but all in all given the constraints and everything i thought their return was great yeah i like it that is a good point i thought you know after they disrupted the gala i would have loved to see like more reaction from the crowd and kind of what yeah. happened after they took that speech or took the microphone and gave all their speeches uh so yeah I, that's where i was like oh man i wish they wouldn't have cut away uh so uh quickly there but i did like the little flying v into the gala yeah, yeah. that was little, that was little, that was a great easter egg there <laughs> yeah a little subtle one there uh we mentioned the limo on the ice uh and then obviously the whole Bombay thing, just, I guess, your thoughts on, on Evan sort of figuring it out before Bombay did and, and him sort of, you know, pushing the Ducks to go get him and, and pick him up there. I mean, Bombay has said before, and, you know, again, he was like, I, I hate hockey, I hate kids. He really let himself be vulnerable, like to open himself back up to hockey and then to realize that, you know, these uh, these people don't, they, they hate me. Like the Ducks was me. That was the best thing I ever did. And they don't want any part of me. So fuck them you know, after he like opened himself back up. Um, so yeah, like Kevin mentioned a lot of, you know, run the gamut from Bombay, all his emotions, um, and especially cause he's like, he didn't even tell them that he wasn't invited. Um, so it was, uh, I mean, it was just in the Bombay and, and Evan, their relationship um, 
like you really got to wonder are they going to have a skating on the ice moment the next episode yeah we're i think we're setting up for for something obviously bombay inquiring about this assistant coach position there at the end and and things like that so uh we're definitely that's another one of our of our predictions that's started to come true yeah for sure for sure yeah but let's before we go too much on the ending let's go to alex and stephanie real quick uh so obviously Stephanie sort of guilt trips Alex into these the Mighty Ducks gala. A lot of shaking heads here. What are we? <laughs> so, I, okay, one Stephanie, man, she's the worst. Um, but uh, she's so good at it. But um, also, Alex is just such a pushover. Like, come on, like, like what the what the hell? Like, like stand up for yourselves. Tell her no. Like, it, it drives me crazy. So we can get into another episode, but there's got to be some kind of like, Stephanie's got dirt on Alex or like, hey, I know you don't actually have a degree or something like that. I'm going to overlook it. I mean, it's understandable. I mean, Alex is like a single mom. She's afraid to lose her job and stuff like that. So she's like stuck. But like, it's like she's um, like allowed herself to get to this position and it's so frustrating. I thought the whole like her doing all the the grab bags exclamation or explanation was really good because I was like, oh, you're a duck mom now. This will count as your volunteer hour. And she's like, what the fuck? And so, because I was like, Evan's like, why, why would you make 357 goodie bags or whatever, like for your boss, for a rival team? And then, you know, it's explained, this is your volunteer hour. So good job there. But again, well, but, yes. But before that, she, the, the sweatpants thing wasn't on that pretense though. I, I wonder if Alex doesn't really do real work. And it's like, <laughs> this is the, uh, this is kind of what she has to do all day. And she's getting paid under the table or something. Or uh, there, there's something there. Because remember, she like, quote unquote found that like ten thousand dollar like grant mm-hmm. so step maybe uh, like stephanie's like where'd you like you found that money that should have like gone back to the city or something like that and this is or maybe this is alex doing this so she doesn't find that i don't know i think there's a there's a lot we can go down the, the stephanie alex uh relationship that i think we'll get into in a later episode down the summer yeah i don't know you know how paralegal and lawyer the whole relationship works but Alex does seem to be Stephanie's just sort of task rabbit. Like she had to go to the housing complex and like tell everyone that they needed to get out and then uh, had to do these sweatpants. But as we pointed out, Stephanie kind of guilt tripped her into it saying, Oh, you know, I let you leave work early. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Good point, Tommy on having them develop the, and like having her be, Oh, you're a ducks mom now. And you know, she doesn't know that Evan went there, but, a good way to force her to get into the the gala and get her into the whole thing there. So good work there. Yeah, let's go now to the ending. Obviously, Evan says no. Uh, a nice little scene. What do we make of just the you know the schoolyard scene where where you know he had to come over talk to the ducks and then. You know, they had to pretend like they were going to fight and then they turn away, which really sets up sort of Evan saying, you know, they have my back and uh, sets up the whole thing. So I thought it was a good sort of small scene because I was like, why are they doing this? And then it, they sort of all brought it around to the end there. So uh, appreciated kind of the continuity and, and making us um, making that scene matter, I guess, instead of it just being, you know, funny about Logan and his hair. 
I, I wish that I did like the Logan in his hair scene, and then and then the callback to it later when he's like, "Was it my hair?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was excellent. Um, I wish we'd actually gotten a brawl during that scene. Though. I thought that would have been good. Like, I, I want to see Coob in a brawl, and and Nick just like you know commentating or something the entire time. I thought that would have been funny, but I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good like way to like make that come full circle. Yeah, yeah. good little schoolyard antics. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, again setting things up um you know and what's interesting is i was so like kind of like lost in the episode i didn't even like think like toward the at the end of the episode i was like oh yeah like that's right like there was video of that and that's going to come back so i was like totally like not thinking of it which was great so really good job by uh you know the writers or directors the entire production team to kind of to get the um response out of your audience that you're looking for yeah a uh I, I as soon as Ruby pulled out the phone, I was like, "Oh, this is going out." And they go to the same school, so you had to Evan had to know that it, the practice, him practicing there, was gonna get out, right? I think yes. did he just you know drop the ball there, like just not think about the repercussions. So at the end, he says, "Like, oh, I was gonna tell you, but it's no big deal." It's like, okay, he fucked him. He no, fucked himself I, when he said no big deal. It's like he should have just owned up to it right away. Say, yes, I did this because you guys didn't want to win, but I made the decision to blah 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 to come back and like I'm. I, I did love his line where he goes, "I was gonna tell you guys in like ten years." That was, <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. Um, no, I, w- one thing about the um, about Ruby recording him during the practice, like that had to be like Coach T telling her to do that. Oh, like you know, knowing that if he says no a way to like destroy him is to have the video <laughs> yeah he um, keeps the receipts he's yeah he's exactly. conniving yeah that's a great point because like why else would ruby just have her phone on the ice yeah. it had to be a coach t thing uh great great catch there uh, yeah i guess the last thing was would be sort of the end with the montage obviously we talked about the end a little bit but the montage with the ducks and the don't bothers getting together like I said, I thought it was a little um, awkward that they just all knew who these people were and like treated them like they were super famous. But in terms of the montage, I thought it was a, a good way to show them, you know, getting better without the typical training sequence. But uh, yeah, what anything stick out from that montage scene uh, with the ducks and the don't bothers? Um, two things for me, Kenny Wu. And then the hitting, I was like, that is some good looking hockey hitting <laughs> and like just fucking banks up. I loved it. Yeah. They, they all looked really good out on the ice. Obviously Kenny Wu looked amazing. Um, uh, I thought, but I thought it was aside from it just being a little kind of like a, it didn't really get, it wasn't organically like introduced. It was like, obviously they just wanted to get the ducks on the ice somehow. Yeah. Um, but it did harken back to a lot of the old, like, you know, hijinks playing around on the ice you know we, we either practice or we play or whatever um uh or we, we either play or we play around um i, I thought it was like a, a good homage to that um you kind of you wish that you'd had like a Dwayne out there with a rope and stuff like that um i thought it was a fun scene you know it, it, it wasn't you know necessary for any like plot lines or anything but it was fun obviously they just needed to get the ducks out on the ice yeah yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful that, you know, it was the, because every, I was waiting for them, like, how are they actually going to get better and start winning games consistently? And I think 
this was sort of a, a better way to do it than just like a typical, you know, I don't know, passing the egg or clean up the trash type, you know, non-traditional coaching aspects. So I enjoyed that. I think we talked about Kenny Wu. That was obviously great. I I thought Lauren and Connie bonding was really good. That was probably my second favorite part there. But uh, yeah, there I you like, go. I think that I like, is. I like- I like Banks getting hit and then him being like, that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Yeah, I think that is episode six. Anything else we need to discuss here before we go to our high points, our low points, and uh, our MVPs? You know, the um, Averman being the limo driver and then driving the limo onto the ice, like that was like a great setup there. Um, And I think there's probably more layers to Averman's character. Matt Doherty will probably tell you that he's still like playing clubs at the night. Like he's got a, like a comedy career comedy music career mm-hmm. um uh but yeah when when you see the limo drive on the ice you're just like oh this is great and um they they didn't ruin it terribly by being like you know where'd you learn that from like it was it was a nice callback you know sometimes subtle things like that can get overblown but i, I thought it was a really good um callback there with the limo on the ice um and that entire like third act was just fantastic uh for me, uh, I, I feel like we kind of glossed over the the gala scene. Um, okay. Uh, I thought that scene was just really good from Alex being like talking to the lady that didn't care about what she was <laughs> having to say. Uh, Coach T taking a picture with himself and telling the guy to get out of the frame. Yeah. I thought that was good. Um, and then like, uh, uh, was it was it Stephanie that like during their speech was like grabbing the plaque or whatever? <laughs> yeah. And like so that Bombay wouldn't get it. Um, and I just, I think there was a lot of, a lot of really funny, just like little side things that happened during that. And like Coach T the entire time just being like really confused was really funny. Yeah, um, Coach yeah, we, I, I thought that was a really great scene. I agree. Uh, we learned a little bit about Coach T there. Two-time captain of the Ducks. Full name Daryl Tingman. That's going to be a trivia question. Write that one down. <laughs> uh, but good point on the gala. It was fun i i kind of figured the ducks would sort of know the old ducks i guess would sort of know what the new ducks were into but maybe not you know they've been out and about living their lives so i guess that's not too far of a leap here but uh let's go to our episode awards let's start with the high point uh tommy your high point of the episode which was full of them I think it has to be um, the skating and training mont- montage at the end because you're just feeling it all. You're at a high right then because, you know, Evan is back, Bombay is back, all the Ducks are there. And it's just like, this is what Ducks is about. Like that kind of like fun, you either play or play around. This is the play around. So to me, that was the high point in an episode full of high points. But I do want to get an honorable mention to um, the, uh, the beginning with Coach T and, and Evan. Um, I think without that, you know, I think it's still a very good episode, but it just sets it off on such a high trajectory. I like it, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's hard to argue with that logic. I, I, uh, I, I really, I really want to go with the broken window, just because it's like you know, it's such a such a big like, you know, you, you it like prepares you for everything that's about to happen. Um, but I think I'll agree with Tommy that like the montage was probably the best part. Um, just because, you know, we get to see all the old ducks and they're like, you know, in their natural habitat, if you will. Um, and, uh, you know, we get to kind of like, you know, complete that like link between the don't bothers and the ducks. I think that was kind of the most important part of 
of the season maybe mm-hmm. um, to kind of like make that connection. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that first scene with coach C2 was, was pretty great. Um, that just like so much good stuff happened in there. Yeah. The montage, putting them together on the ice. I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I figured, you know, them and Bombay would be on the ice, but uh, to have them sort of scrimmage the don't bothers was really good. I like the quacking at the bar that to me signified like, all right, everybody's back. We're, we're quacking again. Like it's a nice callback. So uh, I'll give an honorable mention to the quacking at the bar, but we can uh, make it unanimous with the montage here. The low point, I think for me, this one's pretty obvious Tibor and Havel, the kids from the Czech Republic. Like, I don't know what happened there. And Sophie just says, Hey, they came. So I thought there was maybe a better way to introduce them and maybe introduce them in episode seven. Yeah, or, I don't really, yeah. that was weird. Cause I remember watching like them, them like making the pancakes where I'm like, who are those fucking like dweebs in the background? <laughs> um, and so I guess they got a couple of new characters there and it's not like, like there's plenty of precedence for the Ducks getting players midway through the season, but it was very strange. But I guess in, introduce them now and then like, you can give them like their their moment in the next episode or in two episodes where they do some like crazy play or something like that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. And, and it it was strange, and it it feels like maybe that that was just a time issue. Like they knew they weren't gonna have time in episode seven to introduce them, so let's just shoehorn that in here or something. I don't know, but yes, that was it was odd how they didn't really follow through on that because like I figured they're both gonna be ringers, right? Yeah. Like, so. I just thought that was strange, but yeah. Yeah, they come in from the Czech Republic, a very big hockey country. You assume they're going to be, you know, ringers and help them turn this thing around. But yeah, I I think, yeah, we'll see what happens in episode seven. It might have been more effective if, you know, Bombay gets his old recruiting tactics out. He pulls them in like it just, yeah, they showed up. But um, uh, are we in agreement? That's the low point. Any other low points uh, that we need to talk about? Um, I'm curious how some of those pancakes came out, but, uh, <laughs> I, I want to eat all those pancakes, man. Maybe we'll have a wing eating challenge and like, a candy pancakes, that, a candy we pancake. Can, we can all make each other pancakes blind and then yeah, wow. you gotta eat them. Well, like, you mean like a blind taste test? Not like, like I, I, no, no, well, no, no, like you don't know what's going to be in the pancakes until you have to eat them. Oh, uh, okay. I like that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're going way over time here, but a lot of movement on this chicken wing challenge. Chef Jojo wants to make the chicken wings. Oh, that would be amazing. That people, would be amazing. Duck called a Chef Jojo. Yeah, people are offering to fly in and challenge Kevin. So <laughs> this is going to be a big event. Uh, we'll have to plan. Well, we'll actually have to do some planning here, but uh, yeah, stay tuned for the chicken wing yeah. challenge. because Chicken is- wing challenge coming 2026. <laughs> Yeah, I would say late 2021, maybe early 2022. We'll see what happens. We got to get through the rest of the season first before I even start thinking about planning this. But uh, let's go to the MVPs here. Kevin, your MVP. Oh, man, Uh, this one's tough. Um, I think, I mean, can you collectively give it to the Ducks, Uh, Mm. to the old Ducks? Um, That might be cheating, but... uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to collectively okay. give it to the old ducks. That's fair. I'll, I'll allow it. Tommy? Uh, well, I'm glad Kevin cheated before I did, because I think <laughs> you have to give it to the uh, the old ducks, and I don't want to just give it to, like, oh, give it to Fulton or give it to, 
you know, Vinny LaRusso or whatever, or Guy, I think, you know, it's uh, it's shared MVP by the uh, by the old Ducks. Um, but I think the question is, is Bombay included in that? And I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I'll say no. Yeah, that was my question because I, I would give it to Gordon personally. I thought he he had a tough job to, like, really convey, you know, he's angry at the new Ducks, but the old Ducks come back and he's kind of getting hopeful and then he's excited to go to the gala and then he's not invited. There's a lot happening. I thought he handled it really well until the end where he told Evan to, you know, look out for yourself. But uh, I would give it to Gordon just because he had a long road uh, to haul there in this episode. But we will give it to the old Ducks collectively. So now we have uh, two MVPs for Nick, two MVPs for Evan, one MVP for Coob, and then one MVP for the old Ducks. That is it for us at Quack Tech Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack Tech Pod. Go to iTunes Give us five stars. Tell us who your MVP is. Thanks to N64 Rescue for sponsoring this episode. Thanks to our two producers for just sponsoring us in general. Our executive producers, Elsie Barnett, Brian Berg, Alex Ybarra, Josh Licht, Bobby Lemaire, Rabbi Lex Rothenberg, Eric Dave, Aaron Davis, Ed Semia, Alex Vlahos, Joyce Ng, our regular producers, Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, Adam Ferry, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wolbig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fantas, Matt Holtwick, Stevie Yanks, J.D. Youngblood, Chris Garland, and Sarah Mihalopoulos. I think I nailed it. If I didn't, I apologize. But the ranks are growing. So join the train. You get access to our secret uh, producer channel, where I'm sure we'll be planning this uh, chicken wing challenge here. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ain't no